Welcome to Metabytes Podcast. I am Noelle. And this is Rachel. And we are going to be discussing all things metaverse, from cryptocurrencies to NFTs to blockchain technologies to dApps and DAOs and smart contracts and everything in between. Be sure to share the episodes you like on social media and tag us at metamasterminds.io on Instagram. We will always repost you and you can also DM us questions that we will answer in the next episodes. And you can also join us in our Discord community, Meta Masterminds, and on Clubhouse, where we have extended discussions and we answer questions. Also, we have specially curated content on there. Be sure to follow on social media and subscribe to Metabytes Podcast now so you are notified of each new episode. We both look forward to enjoying this ride with you into the metaverse as we soar into 2022 and beyond. Now for the show. Hello and welcome to Metabytes Podcast. This is episode 14. I am Noelle. And this is Rachel. And it is Monday, January 31st, 2022. January flew by. It just flew by. Didn't it? What do you mean? It's the end of January? January 31st. It's, I mean, come on. Are you serious? No, I, I don't know what happened to the first month of 2022. No idea what happened to it, but it's been... It's been fun. It's, it's been, been fun. It's been a fun month. It hey, has been fun. Do you know Dan Fleischman? Yeah. So he's Matt, right? He's massive and I don't even know what he does, to be honest. I know he runs masterminds. I know he does a lot of, he just does a lot of, I don't know, like he marketing and masterminds and things like that. And, and he's a great guy. I mean, he does a lot of fundraising and big events. Dan Fleischman has been pretty quiet these last two years, you know. He one does of those the coffee people. breakers. That's his thing. Those yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of business. He's in he's in he's invested in a lot of businesses. But anyway, he tweeted something and I it was very unusual for him because like most people of influence over the last two years, they have been extremely quiet about what's really going on in the world and all these injustices and stuff. Very, very, very radio silence. But he actually tweeted something funny uh, today or yesterday. Actually, it may have been on Instagram where he asked a serious question. He said, are we living in a simulation? Like he was very serious (laughs) with the question. Let me see if I can find it. I'm finding the question that he wrote. yeah, he said he wrote serious question. Do you think we're living in a in a simulation? And he got, um, I don't know how many responses. I have to look, but a lot. He got a <laughs> lot of answers to that question, and that's just in in that's just in line, Rachel, with how quickly time seems to be going by. Is what? Yeah, he got four hundred twenty comments to that question do you think we're living in a simulation huh 
are we? Yeah, of course. <laughs> we know that. Mm-hmm. That's why all of this is like, we know that we know that that's why NFTs and crypto, why this is going to be the next big thing, because this is part of the script and, and we're just, you know, we're going to take advantage of what's next, you know, just being a part of it instead of watching from the sidelines, right? Because that's what life is. You're either on the field or you're watching from the sidelines. And most people are just reacting to the world around them um, instead of create co-creating with it. And so I think that that's what we're, that's why we're seeing an emergence of, I would say they're mostly kids that are in this blockchain space because they're so non-resistant to the change, mm-hmm. you know, and they just understand, oh yeah, you know, like this, this, that makes sense. You know, this is, this is where we're heading you know, Dan's asking, are we in a simulation? I mean, when you put on those, that VR headset, you realize that life absolutely could be a simulation. Absolutely. Oh, completely. It it, start, it gets very trippy, you know, because you do start questioning everything. Let me read you some of the answers he got on this post from very well-known friends of his. Tito Oritz who's been very outspoken these last few years, a very, very outspoken. He, he wrote more, it's more like an experiment. The real Bradley, he said, if it is, I pick the right one. Ed Milet said, no, <laughs> uh, he's got a bunch of people. Some people, another person wrote, I mean, life really is a video game. Like you can do whatever you want. Those who choose to play it like a movie tend to lose. Um, and somebody else wrote, it's hard to say, but if we are in some sort of metaverse, are we the players, the physical beings outside of the game, or are we all just a programming sequence? <laughs> Very interesting. Anyway, he got a lot of really interesting uh, responses. All all these people on responding have the boutiques on his post. <laughs> you should check it out, Rachel. It's pretty funny. All yeah, I just funny. posted him on my, on my uh. Instagram. Yeah, so uh, he's, it's, but most people are beginning to think that it sounds like, you know, if you would ask that question three years ago, people would have thought you were insane, other than a a small minority of people. Mm. Now, though, to ask that question on Instagram, somebody with such high high profile, so much success to ask that question and get all these responses and people not thinking it's such a crazy question anymore. So, yeah, we're living in a simulation. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Should I, should I mention what's going on in Canada as a timely event? Uh, so right now, you know, uh, Canadians are dealing with something massive. Uh, it's basically the biggest trucking convoy ever in the history of the world. Apparently, uh, the truckers up in Canada decided enough is enough with the mandates and the requirements and the passports, the VAX passports and the this and the that. And, and they just had it. So they all decided to, to, to form a convoy, which I think it got up to 70 miles long. Think about that. Think about how many truckers that is, 70 miles long. Now, not just truckers, though, uh, citizens uh, joined in. People have been providing food and shelter and support. And basically, all these truckers drove thousands of miles, hundreds of miles 
up to Ottawa to where the parliament is and just just made a commitment we're not leaving until the lost until these the these mandates get dropped and now um truckers in australia and europe and other countries are all joining in they're actually going to do it here in the u.s apparently the same thing um because you know it's been there's been groups of doctors there's been thousands and thousands and thousands of doctors and scientists around the world that have band together to say enough is enough, this is crazy, they're blocking all these treatments, et cetera, and, and crimes against humanity. That's going on all around the world right now. But apparently they haven't had enough power like these truckers because the truckers are now getting more exposure and attention than anybody else has gotten over the last few years. Uh, even these groups of doctors and scientists uh, haven't been, it hasn't been enough to get this attention. But truckers, you know, they wield a lot of power because obviously they're going to be they deliver everything. And uh, without them, people aren't going to be getting much delivered uh, to the stores or to anywhere. So I think it's powerful. I think it's amazing. It's bringing millions of people together. It's kind of showing people finally, hey, got it. We have to come together where it's not us against us. It's kind of like there's something there's something sinister going on and it's, it's we need to stop fighting each other and look at what the real problem is. So I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see some real, some real uh, life consequences. You mean like positive effects from this? I mean, we already have a uh, shortage. Yeah in supplies in the, yeah. in this country and yeah. so now that we have the this trucker convoy the lack of supplies is only going to increase um so that's going to put a lot of pressure and strain on on everybody people start to go into panic can start to go into panic mode they're, um, call- they're calling it the freedom convoy 2022 and by the way, not one, not one mainstream media is covering it. And if it not one, they don't, they have, by well, main, the mainstream media hasn't covered any of the protests, which there's been thousands and thousands of protests around the world the last few years with millions and millions of people, but not one, you know, they haven't covered any of that. Now they're not covering this either. They're kind of uh, dismissing it like, oh, it's a few fringe crazy people but it's the majority. It really is the majority. Uh, and so it can't be ignored for, this is something they cannot pretend is not happening. Like they pretend everything else isn't happening. That is happening. Uh, cause the, of the clown, you know, the the clown craziness that we all are exposed to with the lies every day on TV, whatever. So um, it's apparently an estimated 2.3 million protesters in Canada right now. That is probably on the low end. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with this. I'm rooting for everybody there. I know people that are there uh, that have actually been sending me video to show me what's going on. It's, it's, it's people really coming together peacefully, very peacefully, and uh, just like supporting one another and not feeling so alone. 
not feeling so alone because because all the last few years Canadians have been very isolated and they've been on lockdown and restrictions and mandatory this and mandatory that and vaccine passports I mean they've been really under extreme restrictions so there's a lot of uh, people feeling so alone in Canada and of course all over the world Australia other countries ah oh. So I pray for, I pray for everybody to, uh, I pray for sanity to, to win sanity and truth to win. That's, that's, that's really good. Um, I know that something definitely has to be done. Um, this does seem like a pretty peaceful way initially to get started. It really depends on how long does it go on for, because, the longer it goes on for and the more and more people start to realize, oh, wait, Starbucks doesn't have my soy milk um, and they haven't had it for <laughs> right. months, for weeks. You know, <laughs> That's a great we, analogy. Oh my people gosh. are going to start yeah. to get like, what's yeah. going on? Maybe we need to start listening. And then, you know, you know, Rachel, that was such a that's such a great point. It's so silly and yet so true. People do not care about anything unless it directly affects them they just don't they think everybody's crazy unless you know who's trying to warn them of stuff until it really is true they think you know the majority of people are very very apathetic and complacent and non-reactive but what you just said is so on the spot it's like oh but wait if they go into their if they try to get their morning coffee and they're out of soy milk they're gonna start getting pissed you know, that people are going to get pissed about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not already about, pissed about it. It's already happening. You know, that's not, why I'm saying it. Because it's already not happening. about their rights being stripped away. That's not enough to piss them off. But if their soy milk isn't there, they're going to get pissed. Right. Because rights, that's so abstract. What's mm -hmm. that mean, like, mm -hmm. in our day-to-day -day life, right? And uh, so far, it's been, oh, put a mask on or, um, oh, uh you know, take a shot, right, to, to, so that, you know, this has been the, so far has been the, the violation of rights, but, you know, when you start to think about, well, once the right is gone, well, then when is too far too far, right, because, I mean, there is this, uh, this article that came out regarding finance, and they uh, restricted these uh, people in Nigeria, from using Binance, because according to the Nigerian government, cryptocurrencies are banned by the central bank. So people, the people in Nigeria who were using crypto and Binance to send payments abroad, to do business, um, they have been banned from Binance. So... They're calling, they're saying it's a group of people, like 281 specifically. They always come up with these crazy numbers. Like, is that true? Is it not? Who knows? But they're saying 281 Nigerian users, uh, they're talking about money laundering. No, they used a money laundering law. The, the law was just that they're not allowed to use crypto in that country. Hmm. Interesting. So they're not allowed to use crypto. So Binance banned them because they're not supposed to. It goes against their government law. So I just like, oh, well, at what point is the government? OK, so the government's telling you you can and cannot trade commodities. That's what happens when you don't have rights. 
Yeah. So of course it's a good, it's exactly the point, which is people don't care about rights until it affects them. They don't, but, but it, but now Nigeria isn't known for having the most freedom though, is it? I mean, regardless, people should be, people should be able to, I mean, China has also done this. All right. It's not like Nigeria. I mean, China banned mining, but uh, Nigeria, like, I guess they just can't even use crypto at all because they, they say it's a threat to their whatever sovereignty, whatever they say, whatever they say. They're just saying that people can't, um, excuse me, people can't, people can't use crypto in Nigeria. So even though they were using it as a way to do business around the world, now they're being stopped. They're being prohibited from doing that. And Binance is, oh, yep, yep, that's that government. Um, that's their government law. So we're going to abide by their government laws. They called it um, um, money launder, a money laundering law that they don't allow crypto. So provide service to Nigerians. Well, it's saying, okay, so it's saying that it was applied to 281 people specifically. It's saying that... Uh, they are not, they are going to continue uh, to invest in crypto despite a ban uh, because they've become a favorable, favorable uh, currency because their traditional currency has lost value. Uh, so it's not banned, but they're trying, they're definitely, they're definitely working at it. And, and that's what we're going to see more and more. It of. is banned. It said that Nigeria banned cryptocurrency and Binance is essentially obligating that government's ban so they it says they're safeguard okay maybe we're looking at something different because it the one i'm reading says it's just safeguarding and banning a few accounts based on money laundering and that they need to comply with money laundering rules it's a, i think and, we're looking at the same one it says despite a ban so yes they banned it and even though they banned it nigerians have still been investing in crypto because they're like you're not going to tell me i can't do business so there's they've still been doing it now. Binance is now working essentially in compliance with the government, kicked them off Binance and said, nope, your government says you can't do this. Sorry. Well, it's also another it's a it is something that everyone should be close attention to was which is they use a few people as an example in order mm-hmm. to take away more rights. Exactly. And so, so Nigeria use- can ban crypto. Right. What's to stop any country from just banning crypto and telling you what you can and can't use as a form of trade or telling you or telling you it's just to protect you. It's for your greater good. Like we're good. We're just protecting you from you're a money launderer. If you use crypto. Yeah. (laughs) It's like they're there. It's whoever controls the language controls the culture. Mm hmm. Crazy. Well, let's go on that. What it isn't. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's go to this other one, which is still, let's talk about China for a second. We'll go oh. from Nigeria to China. Okay. Uh, so they announced 15 pilot zones for testing out blockchain tech. Uh-huh. So they're testing the application of blockchain technology in several different service sectors. 
one of which is um, they call it the Cyberspace Administration's official. I mean, these the name of these organizations just and these they're just it's almost like they just sit around a bonfire and throw out crazy names and then just uh, anyway, have you ever looked at logos? for these for the government the agencies time. these I government agencies for everything i like him like a logo studier and i find yeah them extremely they're symbol the symbols and the logos these government agency use government agencies use around the world it's so crazy ay 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 anyway the cyberspace administration's official wechat social media account said that these pilot zones include areas in beijing Shanghai, as well as Guangzhou and Chengdu, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, in the southern Guangdong and Sichuan, Sichuan provinces, respectively. Okay. So basically, you know, is China, you know, one day you hear China's going to out, out, outlaw crypto. The next day, you, they're outlawing mining. Then the next day, they're uh, announcing testing you know, programs to roll out, uh, you know, blockchain technology. But apparently the Cyberspace Administration. Right. Is, as long as they control it, then it's yeah, fine. As long yeah. as it's not decentralized, then it's fine. Right. Because what essentially they're going to do is they're it says that they're pushing for this is going to be a test bed for their digital, their, their digital currency, uh, E-CNY. Um, it's going to be uh, like it says that casino owners are preparing to bid for new licenses um, for the first two decades of using this uh, digital yawn casino in 2022. Okay. <sighs> wow. Yep. It's, this actually ties into the truckers because I saw a little video last night of a woman a chinese woman who had moved you know who who was living in canada and she ran up to a trucker and the she starts crying it, she's she the windows roll down in the truck and the trucker is talking to her and she's talking through the window and crying and saying please don't let Canada turn into China. Please don't let Canada turn into China. You need to make sure this doesn't happen. Crying to this trucker. Thank you for doing this. Please don't stop. Please make sure this doesn't happen. I mean, begging him. It was really emotional to watch. You know, people don't realize what goes on in China and really also what's going on in Australia right now. And, um, you know, it's 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 just good to be be aware, you know, it's good to be aware. We, we, we talk about this stuff, you know, because it ties into freedom, it ties into sovereignty, and it ties into human rights that we all deserve, I believe. And, and uh, you know, supposedly the whole thing with China and why they don't like crypto supposedly is because of the so funny the environmental impact well of course i mean but china's like the number one polluter in the polluter world in the whole in the world fucking world in the world by the way and by the way because we 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 uh we brought everything over to china everything to get made and manufactured over in china 
course, everywhere in the world uses China to manufacture everything. They got all the contracts for everything. So they use all the chemicals and the dyes. And what happens is in these factories, you know, all over China, uh, again, Americans are very oblivious to this for the most part. And Chinese people have very, very, very low life expectancy in and around these factories because of not only the, the pollution coming into the air, but the, the pollution inside these factories, the chemicals that people are exposed to working in the factories from the dyes and the chemicals used in the making of the plastics and everything. It depends on what they're manufacturing. And, also- and uh, it's the long work hours, the low pay. And then and, and Chinese people in these cities are po- very polluted water, very polluted air. And yeah, that's why course, they wear masks. That's why exactly. that's why people in China have been wearing masks for decades for, because not, of the super poor air quality. However, however, they've been brainwashed into thinking the masks help them and actually the masks make it worse. So they wear the masks because they've been brainwashed into thinking wear it it'll protect you when when you wear it it actually makes it worse because it traps all the particles. It's crazy. So yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in China and not to mention the concentration camps that they have um, and the slave camps and all that stuff. So yeah, you know, people should be concerned, but let's maybe move on to. And we should, I mean, this is also, you know, China's like the example for all of us to see how cryptocurrency can be used as a weapon of control versus a decentralized service exactly okay yeah 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 totally so there's one more thing uh that we well we'll see if we have time but now let's go over to thailand (laughs) we're just traveling around the world today and in thailand which you know when you talk about thailand you have them at least in my mind i have a much more friendly connotation i haven't personally been there but I know a lot of people who have, and they love it, and it's just the most beautiful country and people, etc. People love Thailand, and uh, so there's a Thai cafe that is now welcoming traders to offer crypto advice in the cafe. So apparently, it's in the northeastern corner of Thailand, and it's become a meeting point for cryptocurrency traders. By the way, there's a massive, massive crypto population over in thailand they live in bali they live in indonesia they live in thailand because you know you just need wi-fi basically and they live these and you can live i actually had this conversation with somebody yesterday you you know a hundred thousand dollars over in thailand is like five hundred thousand dollars here so you can really make a dollar go far in thailand so you have a lot of americans you have a lot of expats from all over the world living in thailand and in indonesia living very very uh, you know, uh, luxurious lives really, um, comparatively and the, a lot of cryptos. So, yeah, so there's a, there's a cafe where they're trading and, uh, and I guess they have a large display screen showing the, the, the currency market. And, uh, what do you think about this? I think that this is like, uh, I think that on like digitally on social media, everybody's always saying, oh, we love the crypto community because everybody's so helpful and giving advice and i think that that's what we're seeing like actually like in a physical place is kind of like 
just more of that same energy where people are coming together and helping each other out and masterminding, right? I mean, you and I appreciate uh, the power of a mastermind. This is Meta Masterminds. We are Meta Masterminds. And I feel that that's really what this cafe is doing, is they're really creating a whoever's here to mastermind, whoever wants to be here to mastermind. Um, you know, they give them all the tools that they need, all the tech that they need to uh, see the data in real time and be able to discuss it and plan uh, accordingly. Yeah, uh, apparently um, they allow traders from all over the world to offer investment advice along with coffee and cake. Uh, And they offer investment opportunities to those in the surrounding area. So it's pretty cool. Um, I like that. It's actually really cool because I was actually at Starbucks today with a friend. Mm -hmm. And the table next to us was three gentlemen. And they were talking and I was listening to one of them kind of pitch the other two on um, a marketing strategy and he was breaking down some numbers for them and it definitely, my ears definitely perked up and I was listening to um, the numbers that they were talking about and that he was discussing um, some projections and some uh, costs that he was strategizing and I, the thought did like cross my mind, like, oh, that's a pretty cool conversation that I would potentially like want to sit in on. And, you know, that's not like, you're, we're not allowed to do that. You can't just <laughs> uh, sit in on somebody's conversation to learn um, at a coffee shop. But I guess in Thailand, you can't. <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay. Huh. So I like that. I like that people are sharing their ideas and helping each other. And we all learn from one another's experiences and failures. Actually, failures. (laughs) Not a failure. Yeah, well, people learn the hard way. We learn the hard way. We we learn from things that are difficult. And what what, what a difficult thing have we, has happened to us over the weekend, Noelle? Why don't you share with everybody? Uh, Okay. Okay. We did say that this was going to be a transparent NFT collection and and a transparent NFT drop. So that's just what that's what we're witnessing is that's what we're. Well, let's talk about this real briefly, which is we have been very slowly uploading NFTs to an NFT collection. And instead of minting us, minting it in our own smart contract on our own site, for this first one, we just we just decided to use OpenSea, just test it out, you know, play around with it and, and just get and just do it firsthand. So we were launching it on, on uh, OpenSea. The collection was uploaded, uh, few, you know, uh, there were about 35 out of 111 pieces uploaded. All sorts of crazy stuff going on with OpenSea over the last few weeks, people getting people getting uh, scammed, uh, all sorts of um weaknesses in the blockchain and polygon and and so we were minting it on polygon on OpenSea, and i went and to to upload more pieces and the collection was gone totally disappeared from OpenSea. i reached out to support there there's been no answer I, i've reached out five or six different times i did get lucky today i got an actual security direct i got somebody in charge of security uh a direct email and I did hear back a, about an hour ago they still they're looking into it but apparently if you go to open seas discord community oh boy oh boy 
oh boy, let me just tell you, they really need to get their act together. This is a company that Rachel and I've been talking about since we started this podcast. They literally earned over $4 billion this last month. That's a billion dollars a week. There is absolutely no excuse, A, to have no customer service or support. And they, they, they do have a automatic response that says somebody might get back to you within seven days. Now, imagine you just lost thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you get a response, we might be able to get back to you in seven days. Imagine somebody hacked in and took down your collection, which, by the way, Rachel, is very common, apparently, for a whole mm. entire NFT collection to disappear. Uh, all sorts of stuff's going on. So I have a feeling we'll get to the bottom of it. We will keep you up. But basically, as of now, the NFT collection is gone. Totally disappeared. Not a trace of it. Uh, and we'll see where it went or what happened. Hopefully we find out. But I did also find out that Solana is going to be the way to go. And we're going to get, we're going to actually, Rachel and I are going to interview somebody named Bitcoin is King. He is an an extreme expert in crypto, in blockchain, in DeFi. We're going to have him on and interview him in the next few days. He's actually going to talk about what's going on with these NFT platforms and where are all these uh, insecurities and weak spots because there's room for hacking and scams and all this crazy stuff, not to be negative, but it's just a reality of kind of this wild, wild west that we're all in because it's a wild west right now. And people who know how to get around all these, these um, all around all the rules are definitely getting around them and, and breaking them. If there are, if there even are any rules, because they're, they're actually creating rules as they go as these things happen. So there's a lot of pissed off people from OpenSea. OpenSea, I predict, is going to be going down, down, down as all these other platforms start going up, up, up. And especially on Solana blockchain, I was I got really educated on the difference also between Polygon, Solana, and even Tezos. People are talking about Tezos. So we're going to we're going to actually get really really dialed in for you guys and uh very clear on the differences in these blockchains and NFT platforms. You got to be very careful. And that's why exactly why we do this. And that's why we're here every day. And that's why we're being transparent. And that's why we're explaining exactly what we're doing and what we're learning in real time. And, um, and we're figuring it out. And it, that's like, I was listening to Napoleon Hills today, outwitting the devil. Um, it's uh it's finding the success in the failures it's going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm that's what success is so yeah we are we you you fail forward yeah right and and failure is just a man that's just a man-made concept in and of itself it didn't work out the way that we thought it was and that's giving us a redirection on a better way and you know, it's good. I think it's great that we figure this out because yeah. now people who are listening, now they're going to say, okay, I want to do an NFT collection. All right. I'm not going to use, I'm oh, not going to use Polygon. Okay. Yeah. And you, <laughs> All and, right. Or, next. Or, or even, uh, or even OpenSea because there are different ways to launch a collection. So we were just choosing this one avenue. We're not going to do it that way. So we're going to be relaunching and that's fine. This was a test run. I'm glad it happened. We're going to share exactly what happened to in our next episode. We'll go into more detail. We'll follow you up. 
But on, also, just as, as before we close it out, I wanted to just say, you know, Rachel and I are very, 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 very passionate about 5G protection. And everybody should be thinking about this right now because now 5G is a new thing. Human beings have never, ever, ever been exposed to this level of radiation on a consistent daily basis ever in the history of the world, in the history of the planet. So what's happening now is you have human beings in certain areas, and there are maps, by the way, online where you can look up where your area is for 5G exposure and stuff. And what 5G does is when uh, it basically sucks the oxygen out of the air. It basically, it's, it's fascinating how close the symptoms of 5G poisoning and certain colds are, the symptoms very, very similar uh, facts. Uh, so, so people get sick, sometimes they don't know why. And basically we're exposed to more 5G smog right now, Rachel, than ever, and it's called 5G smog. It's an invisible radiation. And, and did you know that there's, control, there's controllers that can turn up 5G and turn it down? You can, you can actually, you can, alter how much radiation is getting emitted. And this is called, you know, microwave technology, which has been around for decades and been used as a, not just a, a, a weapon, a military weapon, but also a crowd control weapon and all sorts of things. So looking into electromagnetic frequency is really important. I think for everybody, just become aware of it. Just do a little bit of studying and researching on what it is because what we're going to do, what Rachel and I are doing, we're going to be offering very, very shortly, by the end of this week, uh, we're going to be offering some 5G products for, for you and the home. And the right ones will actually dissipate and eliminate the 5G radiation inside your house or inside your car or your phone or in your bedroom or where the Wi-Fi is, et cetera. But it, it, can, it will also protect you uh, on your body when you're out and about. So that we're going to have several different of the highest quality products that you can find in the world. I've been researching 5G and EMF radiation for, for many, many years uh, because I've been in holistic healing. And so this is very important to me and Rachel. We want you to be protected being on these devices. Being Now, think about virtual reality. Think about the ear pods in your head that are literally using your brain as a transmitter. There's a, we need a lot of protection right now. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to have to be a necessity, like a toothbrush or like a water bottle. And uh, we're going to make this happen. So we're, bring, we're, we're bringing you very shortly the best products for you. Very affordable, very easy to get. You're going to be able to buy them right from us. And I cannot wait to offer that for everybody, Rachel. I mean, it means a lot to me. Yeah, well, I've been using EMF protection for for years and it is shocking to me how many people are on their devices all day long and don't have it yeah using it their earbuds me a little bit using the ipod the i what are they the earbud what are they called airpods airpods i don't use them i never have but the i use speakerphone always always have always will i never hold the phone against my head you don't want your kids holding the phone against their head you don't, you know, think about your kids. So these, we're going to have things that go on all your devices, your computer, your phones, your iPads, your kids' room, uh, in the room, in your living room, in your car, also wearables. So you can wear them, put them on your kids. I mean, kids are more, 10 times more vulnerable with their developing brains and all this stuff. So 
You just got to uh, stick them on the iPad. I'm really, I'm really excited about this, Rachel. This is going to help so many people, so many people. And by the way, there's a lot of, there's a lot of garbage products out there. Uh, if you're going on Amazon for these products, that's not where you want to go or eBay or whatever, because what happens is these are, these are counterfeit products. They're also not really the right materials. They'll, they'll say they're uh, one material, but they're really fake. So you need the right material because if it's not the right material, instead of repelling the, the frequency, it'll actually trap it. And that's where the danger is. You don't want something that magnifies the frequency and traps it. You want something that repels it and dissipates it. So uh, we're going to do that for you. And I'm excited about that. In the meantime, uh, we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. And um, unless, Rachel, you have something else you want to say before we say sayonara. Well, uh, follow us on, on Instagram, Meta Masterminds, and on Twitter, Meta Masterminds. <laughs> And uh, follow the podcast here, wherever you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or YouTube and share it on your social media. If you tag us, we will always repost you. Um, it's about getting this information out there, um, growing the decentralized community. So we love and you. We're, and we're available for consulting too. We do consulting. So we do project consulting, metaverse project consulting, NFT project consulting, blockchain, DAO, DAPs, all of that. So, and, and we connect people. So maybe you're looking for some people to help you on a project. We find you those people. We have a beautiful network of people in our Meta Masterminds community and also just in the experts that we, we've uh, come in close contact with and get to know. So just reach out if you have any questions. Share this on social media. Be sure to like our podcast on all the platforms if you can. Give us a thumbs up, a review, a testimonial, anything and we and reach out to us with any questions we will see you back here tomorrow bye bye rachel